I hadn't even seen my new body because I wasn't really seeing myself. <laughs> and so I go into the dressing room and this personal shopper, I now refer her as my angel. And she says, ma'am, I've been watching you. And I really think you should try this on. And she holds up a red dress that looked like three sizes too small. I said, that's really sweet of you, but that's not my size. And that's certainly not my color. And she says, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Right. Try it on. Boom. Like she hit me over the head with that red dress. So I called that moment my red dress moment because I now use that as a metaphor for everybody who has that like epiphany where they really decide to do something different. How we market ourselves, how we brand ourselves, how we put ourselves out there correlates to how people see us, how people treat us. And that determines like kind of the relationship moving forward. So I just had to get comfortable in that moment being seen. Martians landed, yes. wearing Prada suits, yes. drinking Henry seltzer, yes. chewing juicy fruit. Yes, and your branding here. Yes, friend. Your message here. Yes, and a verse about. Yes. Your product here. Yes. I'm Hirsch Redman. Yes, and I'm a message therapist. Yes. And I have a podcast. Yes, friend. That's right, that's it. Yes. We'll help you fix the world. Yes. Or your bottom line. All right. Your bottom line. Get it. I get it. Welcome to the Yes Brand Podcast. In the hot seat today on Yes Brand is Kimmy Seltzer. Kimmy is a confidence therapist and authentic dating strategist and image expert. She has a vat of knowledge and experience as a therapist, certified style coach, dating coach, and matchmaker. I pulled that directly from her bio so that I could ask her what that of knowledge really consists of. But having gotten to know her a little bit, I can definitely attest to the fact that it is a large amount. It is a great <laughs> deal of knowledge, a great deal of experience, and a great deal of empathy. And uh, I've heard her TEDx talk and loved it and asked her to come on and talk to us a little bit about what she does and what she knows. Please welcome to the Yes Brand stage, Kimmy Seltzer. Oh, thank you. I feel like there should be that like sound machine, you know, yes. the, the crowd going wild. Where shall we begin? From the beginning. I can tell you where, where we can begin. We can begin at your beginning. You begin in the Midwest. Historic. I wouldn't say I ended up in the Midwest. I'm powering through the Midwest and you're on the West Coast now. I so, got out. But I don't know much about your beginnings. So why don't you do this? Give me your 30 second elevator pitch. Like if we had one floor to travel in an elevator and I didn't know anything about what you do, put that encapsulate that in a 30 second elevator pitch. And then we can go into, you know, how you got there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Cause I'll go off on a tangent and tell, cause I have so many stories within my story that like kind of helped me get there. Right. But you know, I call myself an authentic dating strategist these days, more than a coach, more than a therapist, even though that's my training. And I'm also an image consultant. And it's kind of a mouthful to say that I help people look and feel their best. So they attract what they want. And, you know, often people 
come to me to find love, but really what ends up happening is they fall in love with themselves because you know, Mm. as well as I do, is that a lot of times people look outside themselves to seek whatever that is in ways of a partnership. But until you really feel confident and love yourself within, you're not going to attract that kind of right person for you. So I do that in many different ways. And part of it is using my charisma quotient formula, which is the name of my podcast, which you were on. Yes. And we can talk a little bit about that later, but it really is a holistic approach in helping people. But I love the fact that people end up falling in love with themselves. That's something that is very, that resonates deeply with me, that it really is about what we feel inside and what we feel about ourselves. Okay. So that's good. That's a good place to start. Let's go back to your childhood. Tell us a little bit about your beginnings. Well, how long do I have for this one? Because this is going to be more than 30 seconds for sure. 38 seconds, I'll give you. Oh my God. Well, my TEDx talk. You can have 60. My TEDx talk, I only had like eight to 10 minutes, which was horrifying. You could could do 65 seconds, for God's sake, if it's that important. Okay. Thank you. Well, no. And I really love that you asked for my story because if you listen to my bio and you hear my professional background, I mean, that's all great. And I feel blessed that I've had such, you know, beautiful experiences, but honestly, the reason why I'm so passionate about doing what I am doing is because of my own story and and what I went through to get here. And yeah, so I was this kind of good girl from Chicago, you know, living the traditional life with the picket fence and the house and the dog and the kids and the husband. I still have the kids, by the way, but you see where the story is going. It was just, I mean, I really thought that this was my life, you know, and I don't know if you're seeing this in the Midwest now, but the Midwest has just this very kind of traditional, you know, sense of living. And I, I was doing everything as I was supposed to, you know, in the books. So there I was, and I practiced as a therapist for many years, and I loved it. And I did a lot of like children and family therapy. I did individual, I did drama therapy, actually. That's where I also did improv, and I started incorporating that. And then everything was going on as planned until we all picked up and we moved here to La La Land, Los Angeles, and we plopped down here. And that's when the record stopped. My traditional Uh life as I knew it just completely poof, disappeared. And there I was all alone because we ended up doing what all the other people here do. We get a divorce. I like to blame LA, but honestly, (laughs) I would have been here anyway. I mean, you lived in LA, you know. I think what happened is that, you know, being removed from this kind of cocoon that I was in, there were issues bubbling for sure. Right. But when I was faced with the stress and the things that weren't working without my bubble and my little cocoon and my life, I really, it was like facing the music, you know, and I think that's what happened. And there I was all alone in this new castle with no friends, not knowing what to do with my new life and two very young kids. And on top of it, I looked like crap. Now I didn't know that at the time, like I was just really like losing myself (laughs) And I had my mom came in and she helped me like take care of the kids. And I was just going down this really dark path. And you know, when there's a fork in the road and you have a choice, like you could go down the dark road and, or you could kind of go towards the light. I mean, I was heading towards that dark road and my clothes reflected it because in that moment, if you saw me, I would not be wearing this bright red shirt. I was wearing 
black clothes, maybe a splash of beige, you know, I, oh, all oversized. Nothing was fitting me. I By the way, I don't bra. know if there's anything less appetizing than a splash of beige. <laughs> I just, like if I were going to write a story about myself in my least attractive moment, I might call the book a splash of beige. A splash of beige. Okay, I, go ahead. I'm that's sorry. Really, no, actually, that's really funny that you're the first person that actually hooked onto the beige part because in my closet all consisted of those colors. It was awful. And I was still wearing nursing bras. It wasn't nursing any longer. Just to see how stuck I was in my mindset, in my clothes. And here's the kicker. I'm a therapist. Like I should know better. Yeah. You know, and I did everything again in the traditional sense. I did therapy myself. I went to counseling. I had all my friends rally and support me. I did everything that you're supposed to do. And yet nothing was working. Nothing was shifting because I wasn't really taking action. I was just sitting there in analysis paralysis. And quite honestly, it almed became a crutch. And I mm-hmm. use this as an excuse. And I tell people this all the time with people I work with. It, and you even mentioned it on my podcast. It's like, You know, at what point do you stop just listening to podcasts, reading books, doing therapy, and actually like go out in the world and do things, you know, yeah. whether it is the stand-up comedy, whether it is wearing something different or, you know, really going out there and dating and learning how to date differently. And so I decided in that moment when I took a hard look in the mirror and I was just horrified at what I saw, I said, you know, I got to do something different. I, I can't stand the way I looked. Like I really saw myself and I said, enough is enough. I'm going shopping. That's what I'll say. Like I'm going to shopping therapy. So I go to the store and I'm thinking I'm up leveling myself, but no, I'm doing the yeah. same thing. I'm putting all black clothes in my arms, black, black, maybe a splash. I, I probably have a splash of beige. Now that I think about it, maybe I had one of those tops, but Everything was oversized. It was definitely not like my new body. I hadn't even seen my new body because I wasn't really seeing <laughs> myself. And so I go into the dressing room and this personal shopper, I now refer her as my angel. And she says, ma'am, I've been watching you. And I really think you should try this on. And she holds up a red dress that looked like three sizes too small. I said, that's really sweet of you, but that's not my size. And That's certainly not my color. And she says, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Right. Try it on. Boom. Like she hit me over the head with that red dress. So I called that moment my red dress moment because I now use that as a metaphor for everybody who has that like epiphany where they really decide to do something different and lean into something different. And so I did, I tried on that dress. I twirled around like Cinderella. I squeezed into it and I looked in the mirror and I was like, bam, there I am. And I just saw, I remember thinking I saw a princess before me and I really hadn't seen myself like that. Not only in a long time, but I think ever, like there was just something about that moment that really hit me. And I bought that dress almost as a costume Because, you know, in theater, yeah. like when you wear something. So I'm like, I'm, I think I'm just going to wear this out in the world and see how it feels, even though I didn't really believe that that was me. Yeah. And all this strange stuff- feeling to inhabit. Like we talked on your show about the voices and the characters, but that you can you can drop out of that with no perceptible 
change. When you put on clothes and you really say, I'm rocking this and you're not going to, it's not Halloween, you know, you're really going to a place, you know, that's big. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Halloween because I remember having that in my head. It's like, I call it costume confidence now. You know, when you do, when you put on a costume, like in Halloween, like you'll see these shy girls all, all of a sudden become vixens in their cat suits, right? right? right. Like, but I, I said, you know, it isn't Halloween. This is my life. I'm going to just own this and just see what happens. And here's the thing that actually surprised me when I went out there in the red dress. I got scared because then I really started getting seen. And that was the moment I realized this whole time I was using the black clothes as a cloak to keep me invisible from you men. Yeah. I was scared. And that's where like the journey kind of started. And I realized there was the symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to confidence, that it's not superficial, how we market ourselves, how we brand ourselves, how we put ourselves out there correlates to how people see us, how people treat us. And that determines like kind of the relationship moving forward. So I just had to get comfortable in that moment being seen. Yeah. And I did. And this is, that's what I did. I I took that red, I would go in the grocery store with it. I would go to the dog part. I would go on dates with it. Like I just got super comfortable in that red dress. And then once I did, I was like, okay, well that built my confidence a little. And then I started liking it. But then a new set of problems existed. Well, now how do I talk to the aliens? It's like, good, great. So again, like, and this is part of my whole thing and where my business was born is that I no longer believe in working from the inside out. I actually think it makes more sense to work from the outside in. And that raises a lot of eyebrows to a lot of people. I know you get it coming from a brand standpoint. It's like how we put ourselves out there in ways of our style, our first impressions, our voice, what we wear, it can be the big start of building someone's confidence because you're getting validation, but then it's integrating it and then like working on the inside. It's fascinating because it's, as you know, it's actually the opposite in a way of what I tell clients about their brand, which is interesting because we're both kind of saying the same thing, right? going for the same effect, which is find yourself. But at the same time, you're saying, you know, put on the wardrobe, make the commitment, do the action and the feeling will come into that action. And a lot of actors will say that too. You know, when I put on the the vest, that's when I felt the cowboy. You know, that's when I felt that character, when I put on the star or when I put on the belt. And as a kid play acting and with our shared experience in improv and stuff, the props, the props can give you the whole idea of it, but it doesn't have to be fake. That's the beauty of what you're saying. It doesn't have to be, it's not just a one-off. You know, it's not just a bit. Yeah. And just as, I mean, there's a lot of research that has been done on that. Like since I had my epiphany, I have obviously did the research and because, you know, a lot of people will listen to this and say, all right, blonde hair, blue guy, girl from LA. She's just about superficial, like image matters and that kind of thing. But it's not like there has been studies that shown that the brain actually shifts. And there's a term called enclothed cognition now from this. That that. means I'm writing that down. Yes. And you can look it up that enclosed cognition, meaning that when you wear certain clothes, you actually perform differently, that there's 
chemistry that actually happens as shifts in the brain. And there was a big study that was done where there were two groups of people and one group was set, shown as like the doctors, and but they weren't really doctors. They were wearing white coats. And then there was another oh, cohort man. that I don't know if you've heard about this, that they were doctors, but they weren't wearing the white coat. And yet the ones with the white coat almost outperformed in some of the tasks and the way they were seen because they were wearing the white coats. And so then they went in and they did a study on the brain. So it was really fascinating. And I know this to be true in business as well as like, even if you're, let's say a speaker or a networker, the minute you walk into the room, I don't care how much inside work you've done, even with your brand yourself, if you are not advertising yourself in a way that you know you want, you may not get what you want. So like if you're a speaker, people are already determining whether or not they would trust or buy something from you from the minute you walk into the room within that 30 second hit. And then if you're wearing something that isn't it was sloppy or you don't look presentable or you know something that you would trust, then it's going to take a long time when you're on stage in order to gain the trust of the audience, whatever the goal that it is. So it does matter, but a lot of the stuff on the inside has to matter too. But to me, it's like, isn't it a beautiful thing knowing that there's something that can happen so fast in ways of building confidence? Because all this other inside job takes a long time. Yeah. You know? and, and as a therapist, I can say that safely, you know, seeing people shift in one shopping spree where like years of cognitive therapy couldn't touch. Like yeah. it's interesting, you know, and that again, it builds confidence. Well, I would love to go shopping with you. Well, in all seriousness, yeah. my there's I mean, you see, I'm wearing a black T-shirt now. I don't wear a black T-shirt every day, but I wear like I dress pretty conservatively. And there have been times where I haven't. And, you know, and there's times where I've just dressed hipper. And then you feel like that's not necessarily, me, you know, me. But there's some expression out there. And it doesn't have to be over the top, like, right. but there's a thing that I want to go for and I just haven't done it. But so let's say someone approaches you and they say, and they say that, look, you know, I, I like myself. I even, I love myself, but I just am not happy with how I present, you know, what's the first thing you attack in that case? Yeah. And that's a really good question and scenario that I get quite a bit, whether it's like somebody who wants to work on just their confidence overall, like social confidence in both business and love, or they're trying to attract someone. There's, it, it's never like an, like one size fits all. I'm not a cookie cutter approach coach kind of thing. Right. And as a therapist, I think the first thing that I like to do is really understand people's story and journey and maybe what is causing some of the challenges that they're having now, you know, because everything yeah. is related and connected. The past is connected to the future and the choices we make and the habits that get created. And so if people are not like feeling confident with their image, then it's taking a look at those components of what about their image that they're not feeling comfortable of. Is it like their body that has shifted? And so they're worried about, you know, the clothes and how they fit. Is it their body language? I do a lot of work on body language because also in a first impression, there are two things that are happening that's firing in the brain. Again, this is research-based. First of all, it takes only seven seconds to make a first impression. It used to be 30 seconds, like a couple of years ago. So that's how fast our brains are going. <laughs> 
And people yeah. are making judgments and assumptions on these two things. One is the clothes that you're wearing. And the second is the attitude that you have, which is your body language. And they actually are intertwined. So, cause to your point, when you're wearing something, your body language shifts and that sends signals out to the world. So I can't just work on one without the other. So it's like kind of looking at people and their overall, you know, challenges, but then dissecting it and breaking it down into different mm. things that they can work on. So for instance, if someone is wanting to work on their style and maybe they don't even realize they need it. And that happens all the time. I have a lot of stories around that where people are like, oh, Kimmy, just, you know, I'm good with my style. I just need help with, you know, the <laughs> and then they show up. I'm like, okay, like I'm happy to help you. And we really need to go shopping, you know, because your dating image is also different than like your work image or, you know, your mom or your daddy image. So, but in style, I use something called the three C's and everybody can do this at home. And the first C is called the cut of the clothes, meaning what are, what's your body type? And I, I actually do have a free download for your people. If you're, if you're interested, you just go to kimmyseltzer.com forward slash style. And if you download that, both for men and women, I have a guide where you can measure your, your body and it's measuring the proportions, not like how heavy you are. It's really the bone structure for women. There are right. five body types for men. There are three, and it's determining this guide goes into what clothes flatter that figure and what clothes to stay away from. And that builds your confidence. Cause when you know the type of cut that goes well with your body type, you look in the mirror, you're like, Oh, like I look good in this, you know? And right, so that's yeah. a great first start. The second C is color. I love talking about color and getting away from beige for sure. Like everybody has a color that first of all, looks good on them. And that's your color, but also different colors speak to different things. Like if you're a woman and you're dating, wear red or pink because research shows that men respond to red and pink more than any other color. So like strategically in your profile, if you have that as your first picture, you're going to get more clicks on your pictures. Like right. it's so interesting, all this stuff, how it is intertwined, but even like for business, you know, like if you're speaking or, you know, you're trying to sell something, there's certain colors that are good for that. And then the third C is what I just call confident clothing, meaning everyone can do a closet audit and determine an outfit that is their go-to outfit, you know, so pull it out and say to yourself, well, what is it about this outfit that I really feel confident in? Is it the material? Do you like the way it feels? Do you get complimented in it? Is it, is it the cut? And then from there, just getting more things that build the confidence. Cause when you feel good in your clothes, you do move differently. And then people respond to you differently because of that. Okay. Well, there's so much to talk about here and we are plagued by an out time Tick, here tick, tick, tick. that yeah. the clock is ticking, <laughs> but that's not, I'm not satisfied to just say, okay, well, that's, we'll just end it right there. We'll end it with that <laughs> little tidbit. But I do love there. Okay. So we're going to either do this show in two parts or which is possible. And possibly in the second part, maybe we will, you know, via zoom or whatever, maybe we will go shopping and possibly do a little bit of makeover, a little bit of image work and some conversation and talk about how you have taken your your own epiphany and turned it into your brand and your personality and your image as a human being as a woman is it are those things different 
Is mm. the is the Kimmy Seltzer brand different from Kimmy Seltzer person? And let's visit that topic. Love that. If you'll do yeah. that. Oh my God, I'd be happy to. And in fact, I don't I didn't even know you knew this that I do these virtual makeover sessions where, I mean, if you're interested listening to this, I, I it's an hour session where I go over people's body type. They create a virtual closet and I go virtual shopping with them. It's a software that I can like. Oh, okay. All right. So ideas. then can we, do, can we do something like that? We could do like a, a glimpse of that, right? A like glimpse of that. Dish. We can dabble yeah. in that. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you liked the show, yes, and it worked for you. Subscribe and leave a yes, five-star review. Yes, Tell all your friends. Yes, Get your branding here. Yes, Get your branding here. Yes, Did I make it clear? Yes, Get your branding on yes. before they're gone. Yes.